Hi, I'm Matthew. My co-hosts, Brianna, Michael, Paul, and I have found life beyond Mormonism to be brighter than we were told it would be. Join us for discussions about our journeys from Mormon to Jesus. I'm Brianna from the Outer Brightness Podcast. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Oh, we're so glad you are joining us today. So we're just going to start off with a little Masculine Journey trivia to see how the team is, you know. Little mask on journey trivia. So every week, if you listen to the the, the podcast in the before the after hours show, you hear the two promos. One of which is me talking about the boot camp, and the second one is Sam and his son. Right. So here here's who knows amongst our team here or anybody listening. <laughs> raise your hand. We'll pay attention. Actually, um, what music is behind Sam and Eli, which is Sam's son, actually? That's talking with him in that promo. Anybody have a guess? I happen to know because I mixed it. Well, then we don't need to guess. You know. Tell well, us. I, can next- tell you the, I can tell you the music behind the boot camp. Ah, that's because it was picked out for Andy. But anyway, the music behind <laughs> Sam and Eli, this is, a, this is for you to know. Next time you listen to that promo, just pay attention. If you ever ride the ride soaring, I went to Disney World. I love that music, so I went home and clipped it. <laughs> So if you feel like you're getting on the ride soaring as you're listening to Andy, I mean Sandy and Sam and Eli, (laughs) Sam and Eli, then you'll know. There you go. And this is just totally off topic and a complete rabbit hole. But hey, I just thought you'd enjoy that. But you're right. My my promo. What is the song? What is the music there? About the boot camp. I don't know exactly the thing, but it's from Last of Mohicans. So it is. That's the theme. From Last of the Mohicans, which I cut specifically for Andy because he loves that. He does. He yeah, loves that's that. What, that's what you do when you love a brother, right? Yeah. You, you try cut to... tapes for him. So next time, hmm. Sam, you listen to those, you'll be able to know. That's the only good thing from that movie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like Daniel Day-Lewis. No. Now, the opening scene had turned me off because these guys, I don't care how good they are, they aren't running through the woods like that without going down. But... They did. Yeah, the movie was nothing compared to the book, just saying. You know, it was actually awesome. But meanwhile, getting back to the topic of today, Jim is, is bringing it. And we tried to give you all that pain so you'd be ready. This is finding redemption through our pain. Right. And when we left our hero, Wayne, actually, uh, he was describing quite a difficult situation he had gone through. And, you know, even Jesus, as we know, as we're going to share in his sufferings, you know, he asked God to take that cup from him. So he's obviously not just lining up for the pain either. But, Wayne, uh, you asked God to take the cup from you this year too, didn't you? Um, yeah. yeah he, he, go ahead. But I heard someone in the background. Um, yeah, he asked me to do a very difficult thing last year um, uh, in the, uh, right before the pandemic began. And, and he actually, actually had me quit my job. And I had ideas and understandings of how things were going to go in my mind. Um, and after a few months, uh, 
things continue to get harder and harder. And, you know, Father had to take me through that, that pain and that hurt um, to see that, that he really is my, 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 my provision. He is the provision. Um, but in the midst of that, like, one of the things that I would mention to folks is, like, cry out to him. He, he's a big guy. He can handle whatever whatever you have to say to him. He's there. He can hear it. And, uh, in the pre-discussion, uh, Danny had mentioned something about how um, Jesus hung on the cross and cried out, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken?" And if you if you actually study um, Jewish culture and everything, it's known that whenever um, the first line of a, of a, of a chapter is, is quoted. It, it, the person is actually the entire chapter, and I highly recommend anybody go and read Psalm 22, because in Psalm 22 you get to see the pain, the affliction of, of Jesus in that moment. You see that it was so strong that, that he did feel like he was forsaken. He felt like God had completely ignored all of his work. It felt like that in his in his being, and and a lot of us have gone through that. But then you get into verse 22. In the end of 24, everything changes. You know, the pain and the hurt that we, that we go through in our lives, a lot of it is to, it, it's like a fire that, 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 that burns out that dross right in gold, and it, it brings what's truly there in us to the surface. And in verse 24, it actually says, For he has not despised nor afforded the affliction of the afflicted, neither has he hid his face from him, but when he cried unto him, he heard him. God never turned his face on Jesus. He, he never turns his face on any of them. Um, it, it feels like it in the midst. And there we lost Wayne in the midst. So go read all of Psalm 22, which is the point he's making, is that that is... And it really is a powerful psalm. But it does point to where Jesus was when he was on the cross. And all of our redemption for every person listening that is redeemed came through the pain he suffered. But he did it willingly. And that's where we want to try to get to tonight is that we go through the pain with God rather than trying to avoid the pain. Because I don't know anybody that hasn't been through painful situations that hasn't been made stronger from it. And I don't know anybody that's had an easy life that isn't shallow. Right. Well, I, you know, when I personally thinking about this subject, I go, wow. Um, you know, when I struggled with pornography, and we've talked about that on the show a few times, um, one of the pains I did not want to um, go through, but it had everything to do with relationship was, do I want to share my struggles with my wife, <laughs> right? And that looked phenomenally painful. I mean, it, it, it just did. Um, but if I wanted to be loved for who I really am, if I wanted to have a relationship where my wife knew what she was really married to, um, and if I was willing to lay myself out there to try to get the forgiveness I needed in order to push into the relationship, and it, it, it required that. Um, so I, you know, God told me that's what he wanted, 
but I could think of 40 billion reasons why that shouldn't happen. Well, interestingly, he put me in a boot camp experience. It was actually a marriage retreat with Sam and Darren at the time. And they, um, they had a, the, the one and only, you know, joint covenant of silence that I've ever seen where we went in there and they were like, now you need to, to go into this covenant of silence and talk and share with your spouse something, you know, some type of deep inner intimate detail that you've never been able to share with them before. And oh my gosh, I was called out right on the spot, like God ordained this moment for me to to do that. And as as I pushed into that, uh, you know, it just brought an intimacy with God and my wife, like I could not even begin to to tell anyone what it did to feel love for who you really are. And not the wet mask that you've been wearing, and 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 oh yeah, it hurt her a lot, and oh yeah, I had to sit there and watch the the result of all my sin, you know, come down on my wife. But but the the thing of it is, by pushing into it with God, with me. In other words, I didn't just take it on myself to go have this discussion with my wife. And I'm not recommending this for all, you know. What I'm saying is, God says go do something, and and push into it with him and in the situation and oh my goodness um uh, and it wasn't you know six months ago or maybe three months ago we had another god and i had another secret that i'd never talked about my wife and i don't really have permission to share it with all the people that are involved right now but but i will tell you it was another situation like are you going to trust and this is really where it comes down are you going to trust god are you going to trust the person that you love? But more importantly, are you going to trust God with the truth, with, with, with where that really is and what's really going on? And I can't, you know, I can just say, wow, I, I'm so thankful, you know, to have brothers that held me up really through these. And, and, and you know, never with any condemnation whatsoever, always just to support. I didn't feel like I had you know, a group that was watching over my shoulder saying, Robbie, you got to do this, this, and this. It was always just, they were there, they knew the story, they loved me, you know, and that was the deal. Uh, everybody's looking at me. I was going to dump on Andy. It's your topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the after hours, we're trying to give stories that are our uh, going through pain to redemption, and the most poignant one, and Andy, be ready because you're right after me. But the most poignant one in my life was about 35 years ago. And my wife and I had been married 13 years. Uh, we were at that point just angry roommates. And I got a job that was in a different town. And I went up there and I got, well, I'll just put it this way I fell for a Proverb 7 woman. And as I was uh, headed towards the ultimate outcome that those sort of things have, it, which is a arrow in the liver, but uh, read Proverbs seven, you'll get that. But I was in trouble. I mean, I was just nuts for this woman, and it was and nuts is the best way to put it. But I. No, it wasn't. Uh, I'm sorry. This is hard to tell, even this long after the fact. 
but I was we were headed towards the act and I got an inkling from God I wasn't really listening to him at that time that uh, the only thing I had left in my marriage was physical fidelity the heart fidelity already gone out the window so I went home and I told my wife I wanted a separation she heard divorce and that was probably more accurate because I tend to pad things and I was expecting when I said that to her that I wanted to leave I was going to get a you know good riddance you jerk because I was and I was in the wrong but uh, she started crying and that that broke my heart seeing you know that she still cared and she said trying to make the long story shorter that she had looked forward to this move as a new start and that's what God gave us. And we had been, I mean, we were both believers, but pretty much carnal Christians at that point. I went to church just to sing because I love singing. <laughs> uh, she didn't go because it was Presbyterian and she was a Baptist. We moved together there. Um, that My desire for the other wo- woman quickly went away because I found out what kind of woman she was very quickly. And I could focus on God and my wife. And I wouldn't be sitting here today if it hadn't been for that extremely painful process. And that was one of those self-inflicted ones. But it doesn't really matter because God's going to use your pain whether it's caused by someone else, whether it's caused by yourself, or whether it's a seemingly random event. He will put pain in your life to draw you to him if that's what it takes. Andy? (laughs) (laughs) So um, that's hard to follow, Jim. That's, I mean, just to hear the guy's stories, I've heard them before, but hearing them again, you just realize, you just sense the guy's hearts and what they, the pain that they went through in their family and then to see the redemption, the use of God, how God uses Jim. But uh, and and everybody here. But um, my story, you know, I I tried to I, I I used my this story a lot. It's it's basically how I ended up in the masculine journey, and 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 I don't want to just repeat it the same way. It always uh, I always share it, but it'll probably come across similar to that. But really, it was I was probably ten years ago. Um, you know, I had a, a nice family and and was somewhat fulfilled but bored and and god saw that in my heart and and uh there's some things that happened to where you know we got hooked up with a home church and i really thought that there was life there and then that fell apart real quick uh quickly and um you know soon soon thereafter me and my wife separated and i knew that there was always something that you know that was kind of missing and then I, and I kind of delve into that and started learning more about the masculine heart but the pain that that brought on it was devastating and I didn't realize I, I think we take our families for granted sometimes until they're you know in jeopardy and it certainly was and during that time you know probably the first five to seven years you know, I wasn't happy about the pain whatsoever I knew that I was growing I knew that I was learning God was using that time and it was redeemable time. I felt kind of like it was that wasted time. There are many times I thought, man, I'm just wasting my life. Because 
the world tells us that the only thing, way that we can really receive life is to be in a relationship with somebody or have some human connection, and that's a big part of it. But if you get that out of order, you make a relationship or a family, a person, your God, then you that's upside down, and I think I had done that somewhat. So in God's mercy, I mean, he saw where I was at, and he, a lot of times he has to take us through some kind of a valley, some, some, something painful so that we'll look up. And, and I really did, and through that process, through that time, you know, I've just, I have to, have to say, I mean, I've heard other people say the things that people would say were bad. My mom had cancer. She said it was one of the better things that ever happened to her because it taught her to really rely on God. I mean, I really think God for this. I'm still separated. Me and my wife have a, a, a good relationship. But with that being said, there I would not be the man I am today without it. I mean, I know that. And... And it just it breaks me up sometimes just to realize how far I've came because I was a really an unfinished man, and I have these brothers that I learn from, and I have God teaching me on a daily basis, and that truly is the redemption out of the pain. And um, I don't know, I just uh, I praise Him for it. I think, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said this in the beginning. Obviously, you don't know what you don't know, but starting down that path, I didn't want this, and most people resist pain. Because that's just our body repels that. I mean, nobody likes it whenever you sprain an ankle. I mean, that's not pleasant. Why would I like it in my relationships? Yeah, I think for me, and hopefully I can articulate what I'm trying to say on it. Um, You know, I look back over relationships, you know, uh, with females that I've had over the years, being married twice, you know, having girlfriends and things like that. And there's a couple patterns that emerge, you know, one of them being, um, and, and that's why that song wasted time, uh, almost moves me to tears a lot of times. Cause I felt like there were times that I lived in that cycle. I got a lot of good things out of the relationship, great kids, you know, those things I would never trade any of that. Right, but what I've come to realize, you know, moving from being married and then going at some point into online dating was that I didn't like me very well because I'd believed a lot of the things that the enemy threw at me about my identity and and uh, my woundedness and and that's who I was. You know, I was a molested kid that, you know, had issues. I was got a phone that's beeping apparently um i've got you know i was a pornography addict i was this i was that and i didn't like myself and so i looked to the women to give me identity right and there was no rest there there was no peace there and there were there were times when i was married it was a great great part of my life i'm just saying holistically i was looking for the answers that they couldn't give me that God had to give me. And so, you know, I haven't really dated much in a while now, a little bit here and there, but I haven't really wanted to. Not that I don't want a deep, intimate relationship and to be married again at some point down the road. I do want that. But what I'm finding in the meantime is redemption through God that is helping me like me, is helping me walk more intimately with him and helping me rely on him in ways that I never have. You know, and those things are really, really painful to go through 
but I'm grateful to have gone through them because then it allows me to have perspective now that I didn't have then, you know, and I can walk, this sounds arrogant, but there's days I just go, I'm kind of happy with me right now, you know, and and that's not a normal thing for my life over many, many decades, but it has been for a while now, not every day, but most days, you know, that I can be happy with me and I'm happy with my relationship with God and, you know, I'm, I'm entering into it in ways I never have, like I said, and trusting him in ways I never have. You know, and I, I think that there's a lot more fruit to be had. And, and when that time does come, I'll be more ready to do it in a healthy place. Right. And not ask from them, but be be good to give to whoever that, that female is. It, it's interesting that, you know, talked earlier on the show about, you know, losing my father-in-law. And with death comes pain and there's some family dynamics going on right now that I won't get into, but the uh, what I think God is trying to unpack in my life is that there's a difference between a true, honest, open, authentic relationship and positional affection. You know, I have positional affection for some folks just because of who they are. I love them, but there's no relationship, and there's a huge difference in that. And that does become painful at times because you obviously want everybody to feel about you the way you feel about them. And, and But you look for, Sam said it well, that affirmation in relationships. And it can't come from there. It, it has to come from my Heavenly Father. There, there's no other place to get it. And he just keeps peeling away layers and peeling away layers. And, and so it, it's interesting to see what will be unpacked. So you've heard a lot of discussion about what has been, what these guys have gone through. Well, I'm in the middle of that right now. Um, my situation is my wife and I are basically growing apart right now. We have tried all kinds of things to reconcile and, you know, grow back together, seeing counselors and other things. And it's, it's, it's painful, but it's not working out. And... It is very sad. It's hard to take. I I don't know if this if this if I'd have been going through this, you know, twenty years ago when I was not walking with God, I I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd probably be just, you know, okay, I'm out to get mine, and that's not where my heart is. I my heart's not out to get mine. My heart's at really. I need to take care of my wife's heart the best I can, the best of my ability. Even though that the relationship is very strained and. If it wasn't for God, I know, I know my heart. I would not be there because there are, I have those thoughts of, oh yeah, I, I'll, I'll get even with you. And I have those thoughts, but I, I just kind of, I can quickly kind of dash them away and put them away right now. It's something that helps my sanity at this point in time, keeps me from getting depressed. I was one of those, I remember when we first went to counseling, oh gosh, it had to be, I don't know if it's been 20 years ago, but maybe 15 years ago at least. And, you know, the counselor wants to talk to me alone and her alone before we actually get into this couple's counseling. You know, he's like asking these questions. So have you ever, you know, thought about committing suicide? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Well, how often? I don't know, all the time. Who doesn't think about that? You know, for me, that was just 
ordinary. Yeah, who doesn't do that all the time? And he's like, stops me and just says, yes, you do have depression. You, that, is, that, is, that is a huge sign. And I was like, what? I've never been depressed. <laughs> you know, I'm not, not a depressed guy. Well, understanding that and understanding where you're at and, you're, and these things, you know, it's where like, oh my gosh, that's why I'm like this in my relationship with my wife and why I act certain ways that I do. And it's, it's very painful to know the pain that I have caused someone I love. And if it wasn't for the forgiveness that I've been received, you know, that I have any chance of even trying to forgive myself and I have, you know, it's much easier to forgive my wife, but trying to forgive myself for what I have done is also a very hard thing to do, but that's where I'm walking right now. And quite honestly, I wouldn't say happy is a word, but again, back to the word content, it's like, okay, this is the cards that I've been dealt by God and he can still redeem things. So that's kind of where I'm at still. I'm like, okay, yeah, you, you're the one that can pull the rabbit out of the hat, not me, you know? So you know, talking about our rabbit trails, <laughs> but I, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm like, Lord, you're, you're the one leading this. You're guiding this. You're, I'm, I'm praying heavily. I've got family members praying. So, you know, it's like walk with him, Rodney. Just stay with him. Stay with Jesus. Eyes and uh, ears and everything else on Jesus. And just, you know, then it's like, okay, where is your wife's heart at? And just kind of make sure that you're taking the best care of that as you can because that's the only way things are going to get redeemed. Yeah, so as you look to the 16th Psalm, I do for a lot of things um, because it just applies so much here that, as he come down in the psalm where, where David's going to bring you in for a landing, he says, um, I've placed the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, right, my heart is glad, my glory rejoices, and my flesh rests in a secure place. Man. I mean that's it just that's a that's a mouthful right there. And 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 I couldn't think of a better prayer to pray. I pray it all the time. Like I will place the Lord always before me because at his right hand I will not be shaken. And if we can get there, right? Through the pain, right? Because at the end of that psalm, as you get to the bottom of it, it says, right, you've shown me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand, our pleasures forevermore, right, Jim? We've had two, I don't think Sam used the word, but content. Paul had a, by our standards, had a terrible life, but he chose to be content. And remember, you have that choice if you are depending upon Jesus Christ. There you go. So, wow, thank you for listening. We, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. We appreciate it also if you liked and shared this podcast with whoever listened. Um, that would be really special to us. We'd appreciate your feedback always. Go to Masculine Journey Radio and register for the boot camp. This is the Truth Network.